So mood boards, it's a, it's a combination of colors, um, fonts, um, sometimes design elements that are put together to kind of show how um, certain looks and feels come together. And then we go all the way to putting actual um, layouts together with those elements. So you kind of have the pieces all separated and then how they all work together. Yeah. And it gives a client a view of those elemental pieces and then how it all comes together. And then they can kind of see how the brand has evolved from this first part all the way to something that becomes almost a living visual. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Marketing Blender Show. I am Dacia Coffey and my special co-host today is Colin Short, the Creative Director of the Marketing Blender. Now I am so excited to introduce you guys to Colin because we're going to pull back that curtain of creativity and you get to actually hear the method behind the truly brilliant madness that comes out of this man's brain. So. Thank you so much for hopping on the show. I know you prefer to be behind your painting and graphic design tools, yeah. but I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to help people hear what goes into the branding process and that visual communication. Oh, you're very welcome. I am more comfortable behind the camera, but for today, sure, no worries. So why don't we just start with basics? So obviously you're a creative director, but talk to everybody about, okay, like right when you got out of school, have you always loved to design or draw? And just a little bit about your career path and you know what led you here. Yeah, I feel like I've always been a creative at heart. Um, you know, I started drawing, I actually started drawing, copying my brother, who was also a bit of a, a, an artist, and then just kind of fell into uh, doing more of that art, a lot of times it was it was book covers in high school. Which cool, yeah. Turned into I wasn't even part of the journalism team, but I just kind of went over there all the time and started drawing things on, on for the annuals, and then chose that path into college. And uh, it just it, it seemed like a natural choice for me. So uh, I've always been a natural at drawing and being creative in those ways. So, yeah. Um, okay, what was your first job out of college? My first job out of college was actually at a t-shirt company. Nice. Yeah, I was there for only about six months. Um, I just had a, a, my first child, and it was right out of college. So, uh, yeah, quick t-shirt design design place. But that's come in handy with clients in the future and knowing how to how that process works. So every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then where did you end up going from <clears throat> there? So my first, what I would call my real job, out of, I moved to Dallas and got a job with uh, Fitz and Floyd as an art director. So um, that's a career choice that kind of drove me into the branding side of things, yeah. understanding brands and sub-brands. And then also we did a lot of, I did a lot of art direction for photography. So uh, that, that was a really helpful skill set, yeah. That's awesome, that is awesome. So, you know, when you started going into branding, you know, let's start with a basic, like from a person where creativity and just visual communication is so second nature to you. Like what does brand represent to you from a creative direct and director standpoint? Um, brand is really for an organization's visual side, for their marketing. It's, it's really everything. It's the, their, their logo is sort of the cornerstone of that. And then 
everything should really build off of that, you know. There should be that cohesiveness between that brand identity and then you can look at so many different avenues and aspects of a, of a company's business, whether it's their marketing, whether it's their interior design, whether it's their messaging, uh, how their salespeople speak to, to their clients. Um, so yeah, branding can really go in so many different directions. Yeah. It's so funny that you just mentioned that because I was talking to, um, a woman who was about to own a new yoga studio. I might've told you about this and I was asking her about the customer experience, what it was going to feel mm -hmm. like when people walked in and yeah. she never thought about that as part of her brand. Yeah. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, and I mean, but it is funny. That's why I asked that question because there's so many aspects to branding that I think we take for granted being around it all the time. When I think of branding, I think of imprints. That's sort of the first thing that, that, that comes to mind is whenever you can create that consistency that creates imprints in someone's brain that reminds them of a brand. And the more you do that, you're just building that brand even bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So where do you start? Cause you know, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, we start with the logo, yeah. but logos are very, very difficult. So from a process standpoint, where do you personally start to really, you know, start to get that truth of an organization and what it needs to turn into visually? A lot of times if I'm coming into a, an organization that either has a logo or is looking at rebranding, for me, it's kind of key to talk to employees. Um, you start to get a really f a feel for who the, the organization is. Yeah. Um, whether it's from the top down or the bottom up. Um, you know, you start to get some insight for, you know, what the company's about, what the organization is, who their clients are. And then you try to put all that together and try to pull little bits of information that you can then start to build visuals and to me that's where your brand should come come from because yeah. it comes from a place of truth yeah so, okay so what kind of questions would you ask employees yeah it's really kind of an organic process it's it's different every time um you try to get to know someone briefly and then just ask them some general questions about the organization and you'll be surprised how much information you can get from just that yeah you know it's it's really not any kind of predetermined questions because like I said every every organization is different so yeah it's a great yeah. point it's kind of like when you walk down the hall of an organization you can feel the type of energy absolutely and the type of personality sometimes especially since we get the benefit of working with so many different types of clients like you really do go oh I can already feel the heartbeat here it's different than yeah. you know what I've experienced before even if it's in the same market absolutely, absolutely. okay so how how often is it where people bring you I want this color or have these design examples yeah. and is that helpful to you or not helpful to you it, it is sometimes I think one of the most important things that a client could maybe know about any design process is trust they're coming to us for a reason yeah um, and when a, cl a client gives over that trust it's so much easier I mean the trust goes both ways yep. um, but it's so much easier than to um, be free to take all the information that you're gathering forth from them and then put it together. Um, it's okay to have some input from them. Definitely, you definitely want that. And and part of that process that you go through is you, you get some of that information. Um, 
but there's been times where you know I've had clients that just want to give you all the information and it ends up leading to a place that's not where they really should get to yeah if that makes sense yeah it absolutely does yeah. because I think when you're so close to it like your own brand mm -hmm. you, you think you're thinking about, okay, what do I like? But mm -hmm. it's not that it's about how is your company going to per be perceived and what aligns with the truth of what's already there. And it is yeah. very difficult to get outside of yourself, get outside of your organization yes. and start saying, Oh, yellow actually makes sense for us because <laughs> we <clears throat> are happy or lighthearted. Like you, you oftentimes just can't see yeah. the, just that, fundamental everyday truth of who you are and what people already perceive but an external creative person could come in and listen walk the halls yeah. and look around and start formulating that visual structure they're really missing out on the opportunity to get the to, to explore what they may not have thought of yeah um and that amazing idea that only comes through some of those processes the thing is the client can always say no yeah. You know, so we're, we're never saying no to a client, um, but by going through the process of allowing us to do what we do best allows them to get the best of us. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously we work with tons, mostly privately held companies or founder, um, founder led companies. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because um, you love to spend time I with do. that main person, that founder, and just kind of have a, an organic conversation. Absolutely. Um, I remember one time I walked in on one and you were like asking them about the design of their home. And I was like, <laughs> so interesting. I was like, okay, I'm such a words person. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to add any value. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, you know, it's so important for me to find out, like I said before, what, what employees think and what customers think. Um, but at the end of the day, you also have to remember that um, the client has to live with what you produce yeah. when you're done. Yeah. And so they have to, they, it has to, let me re-say that. So it, ha it really has to f feel like it's theirs yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, another thing is, you know, the internal confidence that comes from rebranding or just a new brand it can be amazing. You know, it can put smiles on, on employees' faces. Um, and it can level up the, the confidence of sales. Agreed. Makes you um, so proud of where you absolutely. work for when it yeah. really represents you well. I completely agree. And completely by having those agree. conversations with the, with the founders and then getting what's true from their souls yeah. is, you know, it, it ends up in the brand as well. At least that's your hope. Yeah. And, and when that happens, it's, it, you know, anything can happen. It, Okay, so one thing that I don't think people realize is um, describe what mood boards are for people. So mood boards, it's a, it's a combination of colors, um, fonts, um, sometimes design elements that are put together to kind of show how um, certain looks and feels come together. And then we go all the way to putting actual um, layouts together with those elements. So you kind of have the pieces all separated and then how they all work together. Yeah. And it gives a client a view of those elemental pieces and then how it all comes together. And then they can kind of see how the brand 
has evolved from this first part all the way to something that becomes almost a living visual, you know. I love them because you get you get to experience the process and the direction that it's heading yeah. versus waiting for this big reveal and going, oh God, am I gonna love it? Am I gonna hate it? You know I mean? Like where you can start to go, oh my gosh. And it's fun to see that aha moment in clients yeah. minds where they don't realize like the very specific font, the right. very, the angle yeah. of the photography or different type of, you know, like, you know, how the different colors work together or the style of something and those elements where people are like, oh, okay, where they can start seeing it come together. I think it's such a very fun, do you always, a fun approach, do you always use mood boards or when do you find them most helpful? Um, you know, I, I developed uh, a technique of, of building decks, you know, not just a mood, a mood, one mood board by itself. I like to show the process of how you get from um, maybe one element that's in their industry um, and then maybe another element and another element and then kind of show it with a, with a visual that connects them to the element. So they, they are then seeing those elements that you're going to eventually put together maybe as their logo or design elements. They are seeing that in context of things that they know. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do that, yeah, when you do that, there's that, there's that correlation with, um, you know, something they know, they're very familiar with. And then when you put it together with the brand, um, it, it's, it's sort of an immediate buy-in and yeah, it's, it's very the powerful. The decks that you build, that reveal process is very emotional. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like even me watching it and the, yeah. you know, I mean, these are our clients, not my company. Right. <laughs> and just watching the elements and like just that clear, beautiful representation that's yeah. familiar to them. Like you mentioned, like you love finding something that's already in their existing yeah. environment and using those to build sure. one upon another. They're so fantastic. Well, it's all based on research. You know, it, I mean, you really do have to do the work, go into an organization, understand what they do. And it's also letting them know that, okay, I've taken the time to understand what they do, put that in a visual on a mood board or a mood deck and put in a process that helps them understand where we're going with that journey. And it's, it's really an exciting process. You talked about the, you know, when the client finally sees that finished product or they start working with it, they start living in it. Um, the, it's, it's really cool to see that client then kind of jumping on board and, and that's, it's an oh yeah moment. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? We should share some with the audience, I guess, yeah. part of that. If we're going to talk about visuals that we actually visualize <laughs> them for you. So we went ahead and grabbed our laptop. So Colin can actually walk through the process that he was explaining. So where do you want to start? I'm so excited to do this for the audience because I think this is so fun. Well, this first one is one of our clients, one of our favorite clients, uh, New Life CFO. And um, this is an interesting one because, you know, we were gonna go through the process of um, building a website, a new website for them. And I knew that there was gonna be uh, uh, some great opportunity to build upon their brand. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the funny thing about this one is that the client actually asked us not not to 
change their do logo. Do not touch the logo. Do not touch the logo. <laughs> exactly. Which I immediately ignored. <laughs> <laughs> because you're advocating for what's best and you're just going to explore. And and it was really just some subtle adjustments yeah. that needed to happen just so we could be cohesive with the changes that we were going to... Well, not changes, but the just so we could be cohesive with the additions that we were adding to their brand. Yeah. And it made sense. And it, for this one, we've got a... a a before and after here. We updated their font um, and we added a curve. Okay, talk about the curve because this was a game changer. And so immediately like when I'm looking at this as a non-creative director, you know, mm -hmm. non-visual, I'm a writer, you know, what you notice immediately is it's softer without yes. losing the strength. So it's slightly more modern, which is so on point for this client because they are very forward thinking, like they're very proactive. Mm -hmm. And so I thought like what you did with this, like abandoning that overly classic font and moving into something more modern, but also softer was such a better reflection of how sharp they are in right. addition to how heart centered and heart forward they are. Well, when you, when you look at the logo, um, we did, you can see that we didn't change much, but we did change the font. We went to a, a sans serif, um, instead of the serif font. Mm -hmm. um, it's an updated, a little bit more contemporary. One of the things that we got, the feedback we got from the client is they really like mid-century modern. So that plays to the, the clean lines of the text as well as the curve. Um, and so, um, yeah, those together, it's, even though they're subtle changes, it, it made a real big impact for for this brand. I love it. And as you can see, we didn't change, the leaf is there, uh, the color is the same, um, but I think the balance works a lot better. Those serifs in the other font um, tend to be distracting to the eye to me. Yeah. And you've already got the organic shapes in the leaf, so we wanted to juxtapose that with the straight lines and the clean lines of the font. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. All right. So take us into some of the additional style elements that you used. And I love to refer this to, uh, to this as a brand evolution instead of a brand revolution, which is really what you did. Absolutely. So with that curve, it allowed us to put it into some design elements, just some little um, areas that would hold text, you know, some graphics for headers for the website. Yep. Um, whether it's or whether it's on a deck, introducing sections, um, pretty much any kind of element. We can take this now, this look and feel, um, by having these curves and these other elements, um, and then adding those curves to illustrations and things like that. Um, <clears throat> now, all their marketing materials have a very clear identifier. Yes. Um, that is within all elements. Yeah. So it, it really brings... Everything that they do, um, it well brings consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Now another thing that you did is you introduced a few additional colors. So as you pointed out in the logo, of course you maintain their core brand right. color. Um, so why, you know, when you're thinking color theory, you know, and visual balance, like you know, wh what led you to this? Because we'll, and we'll show we'll show the audience how it all comes together in just a minute. Well, you always want to have your primary colors and you want to try to stick with those whenever you can. Um, but when designing, there's always a need to have some additional color to help, um, sometimes to, to help 
uh, balance your main colors. Sometimes it's to help those colors pop more. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just a complementary, and that's why we call them complementary or secondary colors. Um, in this case, that lighter green, it helps us to keep that green color um, scope, but then allow us to, uh, what's the right word? help create layers sometimes yeah you know when you've got a color that's just off in this case that worked really well uh the gray is just a nice complementary color to the green yep and it's also a dark enough color for fonts and it's a heavy color so it weights really well yes so when you're creating balance on a page those things are important um and the blue came about we wanted something that was just a, a, a good separation, but still worked with those colors. And when, when I was talking to the client, they actually mentioned that they, they had a blue. And so we found, we put, brought back a blue um, that complemented their green. I love and it. And so it just helps. The other nice thing about having some colors is it allows you to look for things like in photography. If you want to have a nice photography that complements the brand, Sometimes having some colors that are in your brand is a nice way to, to represent those brand colors without having to pull in additional elements. And it's such a great point because these are not things that people consciously <clears throat> recognize, but that they subconsciously perceive yeah. as prestigious and yeah. pulled together and Absolutely. just extremely professional as sure. in they did not just come up about, you know, yesterday. So, well, let's take a look over at the website because then you started layering in that some nat some natural elements um, in the website. So after you had those basic design, now we start to see some of the background that you used in the website that really just brought everything to life. Absolutely. Another part of this process is not forgetting the original brand. And, and while we added that curve, one of the key components is that little leaf that's in there. Yes. And that little that little leaf to them is an idea of growth. Yep. And then when they take that journey, when one of their clients takes the journey of, you know, what the organization does for them, it's growth. It's about growth. So we introduce some, as you see here, you see the curve, but you see some texture. Um, so we used paper, wood all of the things that that leaf grows into a forest and that forest creates trees. Um, so it's a subtle element, but if you think about it, growth, one of the things in growth is money. Money's made from paper. Yep. Paper comes from trees. It's also the journey, the idea of coming from a small plant to this big forest. You know, we, so we're, we're thinking about it um, from a standpoint, not only just the visuals, the, the elements, but also the visual photography that takes a, a viewer on that journey with the client. Yeah, and their photography was just beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So everything will be linked, of course, in the show notes so, you, so people can get some inspiration from this. And, you know, I think the final thing about it is that, you know, when they're talking about that new life and growth, it's mm -hmm. also new life and inspiration a relief from burden and from problems that, you know, their clients are faced by. And so I, what I loved is like, there's some softness and confidence here that absolutely mirrors 
their really heart forward delivery of cleaning people's finances up and helping to take them into a more prosperous type of growth. And it's just very exciting. So, okay. So like, let's jump into, I think you've got two other examples for us here. So who's up next? So another example we've got here is Tyler building systems. Um, this was actually a little bit of a tough one at first because they're, they didn't have a lot to go on, um, from a standpoint of their, their initial brand. And we weren't changing that. We were using their existing brand. Right. Um, and it's, it's kind of a unique, um, icon. It's part of their structure system that they work with. Yeah. The metal Um, buildings. Yeah. Yeah. But the shape is not conducive necessarily to, to you know, the first thoughts you might come to when you, when you're building brands. So yeah, had to play with that a fair bit. And then finally came up with, um, the, just taking the shape and breaking it up, um, that sort of arched, uh, what would I call it? And that roof line. That roof line. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Breaking that up and turning that into a shape that's almost, uh, a frame for sections yep. of a website. Cause that's basically what we were doing is rebuilding their website. Yes. Um, and then the next part that we did was a little, I, I looked through a lot of their, uh, what would you call it? Their floor plans uh-huh. or not their floor plans, their building plans. Yeah. They're like the blueprints, their blueprints. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then started getting shapes from that. And so really it was basically looking at, um, those structures and that was the starting point to build what we see here with, um, you know, different elements for the organization. Yeah, exactly. Their, like their for branding. their, yeah. for their brand, their new brand or updated brand. So we, we had a little element that went on the foot on the photography for the, for like a frame, um, their learn more buttons. And then we took those color schemes and we started building icons. And then the next step was to look at, a look at their materials started their metal buildings so started looking at backgrounds metal building backgrounds um looking at lines looking at texture and then putting all that together and coming up with a page layout i love it and then you know the page layout like where you see that roof line brought in and it just complements mm-hmm. how the fonts laid out. I mean, just I, I thought it was so clever when everything really just started coming together. And again, just communicates that professionalism and their depth of expertise and how long they've been doing this right. by pulling in all of those elements. Another thing we had to do, they had some great photography, so we didn't have to do much there. But we wanted to bring in that human element. Yeah. So uh, we devised a way to kind of not superimpose, people in front of like we were trying to make them fit like they were in the photo but place them on top and it brings that human touch to the site so that was that was a nice touch there as well I love it so but you can see as we go through the the elements that we created the textures and then the photos together all sort of creates a complementary palette for for the page I love it now I have a question for you about this brand's color because from a color theory standpoint red's challenging because emotionally it can mean love it can mean passion passion can be anger or hate it can be alarm you know i mean it can be you know i mean like relational i I mean there's just so many inherent meanings 
to red and its usage can be really challenging. It's a very dominant mm -hmm. color. So from a creative director standpoint, how do you balance red or, you know, like just what's your opinion or usage of it? Because I know when somebody's like red, it's, it's like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red's in, in their logo is Tyler. It's one of their main brand colors, but you're right. Red is a, a very powerful color. Um, it's a strong color, so it has a lot of um, weight to it. Um, so you have, to, you have to look at how you place it. That's why it's at the bottom of the photo. It kind of grounds that first header. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we use it throughout in some of the titles and some of the backgrounds. But, yeah, it does need to be used sparingly. Um, you don't want to overpower any brand color. You don't want to overpower. Um, you use it too much, and it starts to water it down. Um, but in this case, you know, this is a big industrial organization, so yeah. being powerful is okay in this context. So, yeah, that, and, but that's a really a good point to, to think about. Um, any color, when you're using it with a brand, you want to make sure that you're not overdoing it. So if the brand has the strength to deal with that. Yes. Then, then you're little, you have a little more allowances there. Yeah, agreed. You know, and, and especially since they are in building, they are bringing strength to the table. I mean, they, they yeah. are in a significant and grounded industry and environment. Right. Whereas, you know, with New Life, where you were showing it as calming people down, we don't want a lot of alarm. They already have high emotion if their finances, you know, or if they've got a financial issue that they don't have right. clear answers on. And so it would not be a good choice in that environment. Okay, you've got a third one. Um, so talk to me about this one. And I think this one is so fun because of how how the shapes played out in their physical environment. So talk to us about what you've got up next. So uh, Kona Gregory, their pipes, valves, and fittings, but their logo, their original logo, um, they were getting confused with either a law firm mm. or a political organization because they had that red, white, and blue Yikes. on them. And their font was just thin, and they're an industrial organization. Yeah. And so one of the things that we did is, is this is kind of what I was talking about earlier in bringing in some images of like flanges and other things that they deal with every day. Yep. Recognizable elements that they really know. Yes. And then uh, taking those elements down to a simple graphic shape. And so as you go through here, you can kind of see how the flange becomes that, just that simple blue shape, the threads in the pipe become a simple shape. And then as we go through, click through this, yep. kind of builds together and you can kind of see how the logo starts to build. I love it. And then we've got that so C and that clever. G together with elements and we, you know, we'll design different sets to, to show the, the client how that comes together. And then when they see the final product and then how that correlates into their, uh, their stationery or their, you know, uh, whether it's a, a work hat or yeah. a, a uniform. Yeah, their clothing, uniforms, or absolutely, on a vehicle. fleet. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and then it really comes together. And so once we actually started doing that work and then putting it on the actual pieces, um, you can see how it's just, it's, it's, just a, great, it's a great brand beautiful. and it brings them back into that industrial feel, but also very corporate. 
Yep. So, and that's exactly where they needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. anybody looking at these examples will be able to feel the emotion and the personality sure. yeah. of each one of these clients and how you couldn't possibly have swapped out the elements just because they're beautiful right. for any of the others. And that's what branding should be. I mean, it should really capture an essence that is unique to that organization. What's right. already there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's coming from a place of truth, even if it's simple truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By this point, you guys have figured out that both Daisy and I are chief marketing officers, but what you might not realize is there's a whole team of us at the marketing blender, and we also have outsourced marketing teams. So if you're curious about how we break revenue plateaus, how we untangle sticky messaging, and how we make sure to drive exciting return on investment and profitable growth, Check us out at themarketingblender.com. But it's not just for mid-market companies. We've also figured out how to scale it down for small businesses too. The Marketing Blender Lab is our program just for small businesses looking to hit their first million in revenue. You still get to work with a real chief marketing officer, and we use the same structures and systems that work to grow big businesses to help you meet and exceed your goals. So again, if you're interested, check out themarketingblender.com. See you there. So for you, you know, like what are some, what's some advice that you would give to people when they're trying to consider a rebrand or maybe when is it time to evolve the brand? Any thoughts on that? I think, I think, um, that can come at a, a lot of different times. Um, like in, in the example we just talked about, if, if you're, um, if your audience is confused by your brand, yes, that might be a, a, a time to look at what you've got, what you're putting out there. Um, if you just don't feel that jazzed about your brand, you know, if it, if the confidence isn't there, maybe it's the first brand that you started with, and you really didn't have the the marketing blender types to come in and right and, and make it and make it what it needs to be right. Um, but I mean, I would I would take anyone who's thinking about doing that to really investigate it because what a brand can do for your the visual side of your organization is so amazing. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because it can affect culture, as you mentioned, Absolutely. in recruiting because it's communicating <clears throat> something important and powerful and true about you. It, I always I always call it like it greases the wheels for your marketing tactics, right? Yeah. So if it's beautiful, your website works better. It converts interest into inquiry, right? right. If your yeah. advertising is consistent with the reputation that sure. you have, yeah. that familiarity, people just believe you. I mean, the, the increase in your ability to close the deal, to generate leads, to convert your marketing tactics into something much more effective, yeah. I mean, just as exponential and the longer you go, the more effective a familiar brand mm -hmm. becomes in increasing your ROI, which is increases profit and then also the valuation of the company. So Absolutely. I think this is a very under leveraged, I mean, the consumer world gets it, but in B2B, yeah. I think too often people are late to the game and they're surprised at what a dramatic financial impact a rebrand can have for a company. Absolutely. And even if you have a great brand, but you don't, you don't see it anywhere else in your materials. Yeah. You you have to think about brand elements, uh, brand elements, and your brand extensions. Yeah. Um, so you know if if your website or your marketing materials 
if they don't have any consistency with your brand, you're not really doing much for your brand. Yeah. So building your brand by um, creating, like the elements that we just looked at before, those, even if it's just for a website, say it's a section for a website, that can be a postcard, that can be a direct mail piece, that can be digital marketing, that can be social media. Video, animation. Absolutely. All Absolutely. those, when you start creating those elements and growing that brand into something more than just your logo, it starts to create that confidence and you can use it more and more and more. Yeah. Like I said from the start, it builds imprints. That's right. You know? The faster people can understand you and trust you. Yeah the faster they build confidence yeah. to be able to exchange money and believe that your product service is going to change. And them. you're looking more professional that yeah. way too. And, and those all go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, this was so fun. We're definitely going to have to share some more examples in the future. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. And if you have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button. See you next time onward and upward.